But what would Kyle Petty think? I'm dropping the hammer. No, you're not. And welcome back after a two-week absence. Uh, dropping the hammers back and ready to reload and get to work or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> reload and get to work. I don't know. Uh, I'm Dan McFadden, host of Dropping the Hammer, uh, frontstretch.com and speed sport uh, reporter covering NASCAR. And with me, as almost always, is John Bush Light LaFollette. You know, there's been a lot going on lately. Like you said, it's been a while since we last talked. We haven't even, we didn't even uh, get together after the Pocono race, I don't believe, um, with everything that went on with Denny Hamlin uh, and everything, plus the Indy road we course, did, did oh, plus the Indy road course and everything that went on. I was on. traveling. I had, th- I, had th- I had things going on. And was, this whole this whole time, I've just had one searing question in my back in the back of my mind about all this. And I just... I just, I got to know, Daniel, what would Kyle Petty think? <laughs> what, what, what what does Kyle Petty have to do with anything? Yeah. Just podcast gold. Did you, did you see the shirt they're selling? No, they're selling a shirt. Yes. And I, oh, I ordered, I ordered one. So yeah. Of course you did. Did, did <laughs> it just say what would Kyle Petty do? No, no, no. Go, go, go look on Dirty Mo Media's website it's it's a it's a beautiful shirt it's a beautiful shirt but anyway anyway uh yeah we we are back after a few weeks off i i'd completely forgotten that we hadn't got to talk about pocono uh and i've been traveling (laughs) the last two weeks i'm Uh, just seeing the shirt yes it's great i've been traveling last two weeks covering the nascar weekends at uh indianapolis and michigan this was the first time in my nascar career i've been on the road two weekends in a row to cover a NASCAR race, races. Um, it's my, it was my third time to cover races in Indianapolis, uh, but my first time covering races at Michigan. Um, so I got to spend a week up in Jackson, Michigan, and got to go to the two-mile track that's basically almost in the middle of nowhere, um, which <laughs> it just never ceases to amaze me <clears throat> that people built some of these racetracks just out in the middle of nowhere and they were successful like Talladega, Michigan, <laughs> uh, Pocono, basically. I mean, I've never been to Pocono, but I feel like it's, yeah, out, in it's out in the middle of nowhere. Yes. It's out in the middle of nowhere. I mean, God, even, even Bristol and Martinsville seem oh, incredibly remote. What, no. Uh, well, kind of like uh, Martinsville's right there on a town. Like <clears throat> it's right there next to a school. Okay. Uh, Bristol, same. <laughs> Bristol, same thing. Um, uh, it's also kind of like nestled in, in the middle of these mountains, but it's still right there in a town. And the first time I went up there was a very weird experience because you're just driving down the highway, and then all of a sudden you just round this bend, and there's this huge monstrosity <laughs> just that sh- that shouldn't be there, but it is. Um, and then when which, you turn the corner, you think, "What does Kyle Petty think about all this?" <laughs> <laughs> that's gonna be like someone's like last words on their deathbed. incredible incredible <laughs> like son 
Yeah, Pa. Come closer. Closer. What would Kyle Petty think? <laughs> and then like everyone in the like they're not even like a racing fan. Like the rest of the family is just like, who's Kyle Petty? Like they're just like they just research and they like they just totally wonder why like their loved one just thought about Kyle Petty on his deathbed and just one last one yeah. last just one last just troll a deathbed troll uh what a wasted life that sounds like anyways <laughs> but anyway um, but michigan is just just like that you're, you're driving down u.s highway 12 which is just you know kind of two-lane highway and then you, you just round a bend and all of a sudden there's this huge two-mile giant oval racing track just there but yeah, so so track, tracks that are in the middle of nowhere that shouldn't exist. Talladega, Michigan, Road America, just just bizarre tracks that they 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 exist. Uh, but Michigan, unlike Road America, where Road America just doesn't want you to know it's there. Um, <laughs> Michigan, like as soon as I crossed last Monday, I drove up from y- your place up to Michigan, and as soon as I crossed the state line into Michigan, within like. I don't know, maybe three miles. I saw a highway sign for Michigan International Speedway, this exit or whatever. Like, oh, okay. Is it that close? No, it's not. No. Um, <laughs> but, um, but the but I saw more along my drive. I was like, oh, that's cool. At least I, I know where which way to go. And like Road America, which you it's like a secret club you need a password to. <laughs> Um, at least you were rewarded for your efforts of driving all the way up there and doing the the, the back-to-back with a pretty compelling weekend and a pretty good race um this new this next gen car just seems to crush it at any mile and a half or two mile oval that isn't named texas motor speedway (laughs) like it's yeah yeah well I i feel like there's two sides to this though with michigan like at one point i tweeted in the middle of the race like this is an extremely watchable race um and that was like the middle of stage two i I think um it's uh, before that i had tweeted i'm getting i'm getting atlanta 2001 vibes here except you can't pass the leader (laughs) so which was the really it like there was plenty of passing going on but you know just as soon as it for a while anyway it seemed just like as soon as you got the leader it's like nope uh -uh, not happening um but then that, that changed we finally saw um some green flag passes um but no this was last year's race the one that ryan blaney won that ended with like multiple like cautions like in the last like 20 laps so you had these like short bursts which made it slightly more memorable than it probably was in reality um so for my money this race which was won by kevin harvick uh was probably um like the most memorable michigan race i can remember like 10 years mm-hmm. maybe i don't know uh this, this was the most attended race at michigan since 2016 and the infield was sold out for the first time since 2012 so which is great that's that's good news and i think it's just goes back to what we've kind of said about a lot of tracks that have lost their second date you know less can be yeah. more oh absolutely but I, I i in the back of my head i'm thinking okay is this gonna is this just a next gen car bump that we're seeing people are just wanting to see what it looks like and then next year we'll just plateau or whatever so uh but like as we've discussed multiple times this season john we've talked about like what tracks needed the next gen car to to revive it in some form and for me michigan was in the top five um it i yeah it largely succeeded 
I thought, mm-hmm. um, because stage two was very fun to watch uh, with the battles between Trackhouse Racing, basically, versus Christopher Bell and uh, Denny Hamlin. That that was just, you could not look away. It was very, very fun. I was kind of confused by it, though, by what, by what Ross was trying to do. Because I, I would just assume, okay, you guys are linked up, you and Suarez. Just, just run. Just run away. But Ross kept, you know, trying to get past Suarez. So I was very confused by the strategy when you got two JGR guys right there. <laughs> well, from what they, from what, from the way they described it on the broadcast, and I don't know if you could hear the broadcast in the media center there at Michigan, but um, I think it was Jeff Burton or maybe it was Earnhardt. Someone on there was saying that, you know, especially in the turns, Suarez would kind of go middle of the turn and uh, Chastain would go a little higher in the turn. And they say they were doing that basically just to put a, no matter where Christopher Bell went in the turn, disturbance of air, disturbance yeah, of air. Yeah, yeah, just to create a bigger disturbance yeah, of air. Okay. But, 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 like I, I'm with you. I'm just like, if you just, if you guys just kind of go line by line, you can kind of run away from him here. Um, I don't think. know if you're gonna, I don't know if you'd get away from Danny Hamlin necessarily because he, him, and Bubba Wallace had the two best cars all weekend. It pretty, it seemed like. Um, yeah. But no, I mean, back to your original point. Yes, that whole segment of racing when Suarez was leading and Bell and tra- uh, you know Trackhouse and JGR up in the mix there that was really good racing yeah and you know that's something that i can't remember the last it, time it, it, that we could it, say that about michigan it, it it i almost at the time want to call is this is this like michigan's equivalent to tandem drafting because <laughs> i would have felt like for a little bit yeah um but they weren't like pushing each other literally <clears throat> but um it, it kind of visually had that dichotomy i guess um so it was i it, I enjoyed it, it for the most part. Uh, first stage, I, can't, I don't really m- remember much out, uh, in the first stage so, except Bubba Wallace leading up until the basically the competition caution. Uh, led the most laps of his career up to this point in a race. Um, so, and I, I earlier I went back and looked at the last the results for the last four races. Bubba Wallace, as far as I could tell from my eyes and just matching the race results. He's the only driver in the last four races to finish in the top 10 of all four races. And he's the only driver to have three top fives in that span. Um, so, and that's a total 180 because just to even just yeah. a couple, even just a couple episodes ago, all we could talk about was how bad the pit crew was. Yeah. We would say, and, never you know, came, and that never came up to that no. I, at all. No. And it, it seems like whatever changes that JGR has made as far as, uh the 2311 crew and 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 the swap that uh they had with christopher bell there seems like it's worked um and the speed is there now and you know bubba after this race you know he was devastated you know he expected to win this race and you know this is something that you haven't necessarily like obviously everyone wants to compete but i'm just saying like this is something we haven't necessarily seen from Bubba Wallace before because he hasn't necessarily been in a position where he expects to do well at a track like this, or at least, or at least to win, I should say. Like, I know he's won at Michigan before another series, but you know, typically when it comes to Bubba Wallace, it's like, Oh, Daytona or Talladega. Yeah. He's got a shot, but everything else. Well, he said that Saturday after uh, he he got the poll that they, they had a, a tire test in Michigan back May 31st, June 1st. And he said, in his press conference like yeah during it was going so well at that test that he took his team aside and said all right i usually circle martinsville daytona and talladega as places i can win he said if we don't win 
this race at Michigan, I'm going to be very pissed off. Yeah. And, and it showed in that post-race interview. I mean, he was visibly upset. He was fighting back tears, mostly upset at himself for that final restart there, um, wishing that he would have instead taken the high line behind Harvick and just really pushed Harvick away from everybody mm. else and let the two of them duke it out. And But once he got stuck behind uh, Logano and battled with Larson there, that really just sunk any chance he had. And Kevin Harvick just drove away he had like a four and a half second lead at one point four uh it peaked at like 4.4 4. yeah something like i that. believe so but no uh but no, like he had bubba had the fast car it was him and denny like yep. uh i don't i don't know who like who had the fastest car at the absolute end uh but no it, it was uh i think this really i mean this really came down to like bubba pitted at the competition caution and that sent him back to the pack um i'm betting they wish they hadn't done that because that would have probably changed things um but no like like this is bubba wallace's best stretch of his career uh and you you, you can't say you can't race right now so. right and and you know this is part of the reason why he it's 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 stretches like this and emotions like that that he showed as to why he went to 2311 why he bet on himself of leaving richard petty and going in this new venture with Michael Jordan and Denny Hamlin. And he thought this would be the better chance for him to win long-term. And, you know, that's a new organization with growing pains, certainly on, you know, driver and pit driver, pit crew, garage, the whole thing, you know, it's a new team. There's going to be growing pains. Um, but it's, it's, he, I just think that you get the sense, like, you know, he's not upset if he doesn't think he has a chance to win. Right. Like mm -hmm. if he, I feel yeah. like if, I feel like in an alternate universe, if he's still driving for Richard Petty, and he comes in second, it might be one of those things where it's like, yeah, it was a good weekend, won the pole, had a good car, yeah, I wish we had that restart back, but man, I'm really proud of myself. And here it's the it's the inverse, but just because he's upset, I think that the fact that he's upset means more. Given you know what I'm trying to say here, the fact yeah. that he's upset means more than if he could. Uh, if he wasn't upset, I, I like to see yeah. him be that upset because it means that he's in a position where he can win, where he does expect to do well on a week-in, week-out basis, especially right now. Because and, like how, and how how often do we see drivers show that, really? Right. I mean, we don't, but there's no other driver in the sport that has more riding on his shoulders right now than Bubba Wallace. Right. So, and even even Kevin Harvick, and on the after he won, they played his radio in the car, and he sounded very emotional for Kevin Harvick. But then when he got out of the car and started doing this post-race interview, they were asking about how he felt, and he just kind of went back to the same old kind of bristly Harvick and kind of, you know, fluffed off all the uh, questions about how emotional of a win this was for him. Even though on the radio, you could tell there was a little something there for him because yeah, again, I, I never, has, yeah, I never, I never heard any of his radio communication. I mean, there was some, you know, Kevin Harvick is pretty flat line. He's almost always Kevin Harvick. Um, there was something different in the way he sounded like, cause again, this is a huge relief off his shoulders. He hadn't won a race in two years. He was on the inside six, of the six, 65 races. Yeah. And he was on the inside of the playoffs looking out. Now he's in and now he could possibly be a spoiler if he gets on a, on a run. Um, and it's not like Kevin Harvick has had a bad season um, just in terms of regular season points. He's what uh, he's ninth um, and he's been running well lately. They've had, they found some speed in that car. Um, but again, he wasn't like it wasn't like he was the, the best car of the day. He just had a really good restart and Bubba Wallace and Danny Hamlin got stuck in traffic on that last restart and he just drove away. Um, I mean, I will, you know, crack my knuckles and say that uh, I'm proud of myself for having a chaos pick turn out right here. Because I yes, think yes, if, if, you're, if you're just now tuning in on our last episode, I think it was our last episode. We did uh, yeah. we did our maximum chaos picks for. So it, it see, like if 
we could get a brand new winner for the last like six races of the regular season. And John, yeah, John, you picked Harvick to win Michigan. I picked Bubba to win. So we one two finish. Yeah. So, so um, and you know, you look at look, excuse me, uh, you look on paper here and you've got four Toyotas in the top 10, including Ty Gibbs, who came in 10th. First um, captain. But and on paper, you think, oh, it's a good day for Toyota, but it still feels like they dropped the ball here. I oh, mean, yeah. they they dominated qualifying, and it just seemed like like Ford was almost supposed to be an afterthought. Like, oh, of course, Ford. I mean, they well, they, I mean, for for the most of the race, they were. Yeah. Uh, up until Kevin Harvick took the lead on that final sequence of pit stops, uh, because he had pit right before the caution for Chastain and uh, Christopher Bell, so he stayed out. Like he, so he was fine. But up until that point, uh. Ford had only led one lap in the entire race. And that was Chris Buescher. And I think that might've been under caution or something. So yeah. that they, they, they weren't a factor. Um, it looked like it was going to come down to track house and Denny Hamlin and potentially Bubba Wallace. Um, but no. And then uh, after two years off, uh, Bubba, uh, Kevin Harvick reassumed the mantle of the closer um, <laughs> and uh, co-starring Kier Sedgwick um <laughs> deep cut deep deep cut tnt uh well so. then i mean christopher bell you know when they when they cut to christopher bell on to his tire to his car being you know wrecked from that uh, incident with Ch- chastain i was like oh no what did chastain do this time it, it was a ra- it was a racing deal it was a it was a race it was a racing incident both and, both, and, and, both at fault um yeah yeah it, it, Ross it didn't just... need to be doing that on a, what he was doing on a front stretch and Bell didn't need to block like he did. No, so. no. And then, and then poor Suarez had a tire incident. And you know, his tire incident could have been the final caution or a caution that would have brought about, you know, po- a possible green-white checker overtime. Um, and kudos to NASCAR for letting it play out. Oh, oh, kudos! Like, come on! Like, if that's not a caution, then what is? <laughs> this, this isn't Ricky Stenhouse at the end of the All Star race. This is yes. like a car's like, bang! It's not working like, well to be i mean to be fair suarez made it to pit road he never made any contact the tire was shredded there was debris on the track but they i mean nascar what nascar did here is what they should have done when ricky stenhouse had his incident at the at the uh at the yeah. at the all-star race but yeah. i mean i think it i think nascar made the right call i do oh, well. I'd, 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 I rather, do. I'd rather see a shootout. So, <laughs> oh, trust me, I would too. But like at the same time, like I, I want there to be a good reason for there to be a shootout, not just to, oh, that guy blew a tire and made it back to pit road just fine and never tagged the wall and the race was never impeded. But yeah, let's bunch them all up again and go for it. I, that would just, that just doesn't seem that wouldn't sit well with me. So but no, but no, Kevin Harvick, aged 46, 46 years old. Like uh gets his first win of the year his first win since the night race at bristol in yep. 2020 it's been a long time yes um that, fe- that feels like a lifetime ago i mean it was it was in the, the height of the pandemic so right. yeah that feels like a lifetime ago like it also feels like yesterday but it also feels like forever ago it's crazy just uh we we live in a time warp now but yeah no um i think i mean the, the part of this like it's he is 46 years old it's the first year of the next gen car, um, he hadn't won after c- winning nine races in 2020. It was him yes. and Denny Hamlin, and he has he hadn't done anything. 
Um, he this year, I don't know. I know he finished. Yeah, it was second. like yeah, he just it was like he just vanished off a radar off the radar. Like his career just hit the Bermuda Triangle, and you never heard from him again because yeah. he was he was so red hot. Like like you said, nine wins, and like he was like the de facto favorite to win the championship that year. Like everyone just assumed he was going to point his way to the final four, even if he didn't win in the playoffs. He could just point his way because he had so many wins. And then you just never heard from him again. The, then the, he desperately tried to to wreck Kyle Busch on the last lap at Martinsville in 2020, yes. failed, didn't advance. Um, so I know this year he finished second at Richmond. Uh, I can't remember off the top of my head any other notable finishes for him. Well, before... I'm looking at his, um, you know, ever since Darlington, well, actually, if you go all the way back to Talladega, Kevin Harvick only has one, two, f- he only has five races where he did not finish in the top 10. And one of those was a 12th place finish. So he, he's been, con- he's been consistent. And, you know, his overall points speaks to that because he's ninth in the overall point standings. This has just been a crazy year where almost everyone gets a win. Um, at least all the, all the big teams and big drivers seems to be getting one, at least two, one win. So three, five races since not like So yeah. And I mean, you know, there's the there's the road course at Indy, which was a mess. And he's not a particularly strong road course race, I don't think. 27th at Pocono, but then, you know, 5th at New Hampshire, 12th at Atlanta, 10th at Road America, uh, you know, 10th at Nashville, 4th at Sonoma. Yeah, I mean, he could have won Sonoma if he oh. didn't have that blunder on, on Pitt Road. Um, okay, you know, 30, 30, 30 gateway. But I mean, you know, point is, like, he's been consistent. Yeah um so it, it doesn't surprise me that he wins like i know it's when you when you when you say kevin harvick on the outside of the playoffs you think oh it must be a down year it's just a crazy insane year where everyone's getting wins he's he's had yeah, the speed. Uh, uh, ryan blaney is like what top What's... i think he's i think he's second over, yeah he's second overall in points i i thought i i thought i brought that up which and he's last he's last on the yes. the, the, the playoff grid minus i brought up Minus 19, or plus 19, plus 19, my bad. Yes. Over Martin Truex Jr. Truex Jr. is also in the top 10. Yeah, he's fourth in points. So, He's it's, fourth in points. It's, it's, well, uh, there's a lot of people saying, oh, man, is, is, is this proof that the system's broken? Like, no. No. <laughs> no, no. Why? So, why? So, we can go back to the old system where right now Chase Elliott would have a 120-point lead? Like that's not an insurmountable. Like he could like, if assuming we assuming you scrap the playoffs, yeah. there's a, there's there's enough races to where Chase Elliott could choke that away if he has horrendous bad luck. But like, we have no clue what's going to happen in the playoffs. Yeah, that, that's so exciting. But the, like th- this this system was designed to emphasize wins, and this yeah. is the first time where it's really doing that. Yes. Like oh my god, <laughs> like it's it's crazy, but. This was the way the, the rules were laid out, and it's just bizarre. It's not bizarre because with the next gen car, this was a situation that really could have presented itself, and it's doing it. Will this happen next year? Probably not. Probably not. I, I mean, um, I hope so. But I, I hope so. But yeah, I, I, I would assume it's not like this again. Because I mean, R- Richmond. We're going to Richmond. That's just the second race we're going to, second track we're going to for the second second time this year and after that you get one more you get not not just one more you get Watson's Glen uh in the playoffs you got Homestead and then you get the Roval mm-hmm. I believe that's it right pretty I sure I believe so 
So yeah, every other track they're, they're going back to. Yeah. So yeah, Kevin Harvick said in his post-race press conference, he's really, really happy. We're we're going to start, we're going to start going to races where you have something resembling a notebook. Yeah. To, to to work off of instead of just like firing off in the turn one, like all right, what's it gonna do? Right. Um, so it's wow, but um, it's <laughs> I on a the the teardown podcast uh i believe jeff gluck declared that this is the be- the greatest season ever we're like is it is this the greatest season ever john i don't know if it's the most i don't know if it's the greatest season ever but it's certainly in in my lifetime this is one of the more exciting seasons for, for certainly just because you have no idea what each race is going to be every week mm-hmm. you have no clue who's going to win um I think the racing's been really good. This 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 next gen car, aside from really short, short, short tracks, tra- yeah. yeah, aside from short tracks, has really done a great job. Um, and you see, you know, all kinds of uh, I don't want to say parody necessarily, but it's neat to see, you know, teams like Trackhouse do well, and it's neat to see, you know, t- uh, I don't want to call Richard Childress a small team because they're a historic team and whatnot, but like, yeah. you know, but still, like they're a team that. I, before before the next gen car, they had Austin Dillon, who would get a win what every two years or something like yeah. that, every eighteen months. And now they got Tyler Reddick with two wins this year. Um, and I don't know, I don't know if he gets that in the in the last car. I don't. I mean, no, this this is the first time uh, since the Kevin Harvick era uh, that one driver for RCR has more than one win, right, in a season. Um, so. It's, 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 no, this is great. I, I don't see how you could look at how entertaining and exciting this season has been and been like, oh, let's go back to the old way. No way. Why? So Kevin Harvick can win this race and be like, or, or like, like you just don't get, or like, or like to go back to Bubba Wallace for, for a minute, or even Denny Hamlin. Let's take Denny Hamlin. How about that? We haven't, we talked about Bubba enough. Let's, let's go to Denny Hamlin. He's got a great car. He can win. There's another, pit issue that hurts him that costs him a win but he still finishes third leads a bunch of laps has a good point day yeah he has a good point day if it's the old system he just chalks it up to a good point day and then you just move on and honestly under their old system denny hamlin would be 17th in points like he would he would have no shot he would have no shot but with this system that emphasizes winning and Denny Hamlin is a driver who uh, who has had several wins coughed away. Yeah, um, due, I believe, I believe the numbers he, he's had thir- his team has like thirty pit road penalties. Yeah, yeah. Like what in the world? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They've given away that team. He, they've won what two races? Um, they've given away Richmond the Coke Coke six hundred. Yeah, yeah, and th- there's other races they could have won, like like just this week. Yeah, um, and those are a lot of playoff points. They've coughed away on pit road and through other other things like yeah that's way more interesting and way more riveting way more compelling to watch than the old system yeah no i i well I, here, here here's my my framing for it i guess when I, when I think of greatest season ever i i part of the equation for me is like iconic moments like 10 years from now what are, when we look back at the season oh what are the things we're going to be pointing to it's like that define like this year oh gosh like it's hard 
because like we had the five first time winners. Yeah. So you could point to one of those Suarez getting his win, Chastain's first watermelon smash in the Cup Series. Um, but I, right now, I don't really. Apples well, to well, apples. Well, then what if we what if we just say it like this? Is this the best playoff era season? Probably maybe. Oh, we, I think we feel like we maybe we need to get to the playoffs and experience the playoffs before we yes. can say that. Yeah, because who knows? I mean, the playoffs might just be, you know, uh, that, like, yeah, yeah. Like, like, team, like Team Hendrick just wins every playoff race um, and just totally sucks the air out of the balloon. Um, uh, well, but, I will say, like, um, uh, Brist- Bristol Dirt, that finish, that's iconic. That, that, yes. that, that, that that's definitely. Yeah. Like, and that's that's Kyle Bush's only win this season. I, I I really had it in the back of my mind that he'd won two. If I really Ch- did. If Chase Briscoe does not take out Tyler Reddick there, Kyle Bush could be on the outside looking in. Yeah. And then that complicates his whole contractual situation even more. <laughs> yeah. Like it's just, it's just it's the it's the butterfly effect. And you know, you go back to Austin Sendrick winning the Daytona 500. I mean, that, if he doesn't win, there's Ryan Blaney's win. Well, actually, no. Uh, it was Bubba Wallace who finished second. Bubba Wallace was second. His right front fender missed. But, but Blaney was in the lead. Blaney was 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 in the lead coming to the checkered flag um, when you know there was contact between teammates. They're going for the win, uh, but that possibly could be Ryan Blaney's win. And that was all the way back in week one. And you know, here we are, twenty six races in. If you're that good, and you're that consistent you should have a win by now. And I know, I, I mean, I know that, you know, Truex and, 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 uh, and Blaney are struggling in those regards to, to really put it all together in one week, but like you've had 26 races to do it. And yeah, you had, you, you haven't. The, the, like, the rules, it, the rules were laid out at the start. You're all yeah. playing underneath them. Yeah. You knew this exactly. Yeah. You knew exactly what you had to do. You got to win. Um, and I think Truex was especially, I mean, how, how silly must he feel? Because all those weeks ago, he's like, yeah, we'll be fine. Like he, even during interviews, he was asked like, do you still, do you think you have to win to get in? He's like, nah, we'll be fine. No, the, I, I, I don't remember. I don't remember when exactly it was, but like someone asked Denny Hamlin, do you think we're going to get the 17 winners? Like, or 16 winners? Like, no way. That's not going to happen. <laughs> and, and then on, on pit road after the race on Sunday, Brian Blaney came over and someone asked him, so can, can you, is it, believable to you or whatever can you believe that we actually might get to 16 winners and he said i could believe it now yeah or another way it was phrased could you have ever imagined that we'd get to to, to 15 winners or whatever he said i can now so it's just a failure of imagination i mean you just maybe this is just me being a pessimist but i always prepare for the worst <laughs> so um is is that the title of this episode failure of imagination <laughs> yeah sure because we're, we very easily could have a situation where we have 18 winners. We could have three new winners in the next race. Truex could win at Richmond. Uh, Blaney could win at Daytona or, or whatever. Truex could win Watkins Glen. And then yeah. you have a wild card at Daytona. Blaney could win at Richmond. Like, it, you, you don't know. Yeah. That, that's just, what I'm just saying. Because of, just because something seems implausible doesn't mean it's impossible. Right. Yeah. I mean, and especially especially right from the beginning of the season when it just was like new winner, new winner, new winner, new winner, new winner. And it's just like, this is going to fill up pretty quickly yeah. guys. Um, and you just, this all changed, sh- this, this all changed 
after Reddick's win. That that's that's yes. that's when like oh 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 dear. <laughs> yes, and I mean like Austin Cindric, you don't pick him to win the five hundred. Um, I don't pick Chase Briscoe to get a win this season. You didn't? Uh, no, I think he would still had would have had a good season, but I didn't pick it. Like you know, when you pick the drivers who are going to get a win yeah. to get into the playoffs, Chase Briscoe's not on that list for me. Um, and you know, I. You kind of think that about Kurt Busch just because he's oh, going no, to be... he, no, he, he's a one a year guy. Yeah, but you know, he's you going have to, to you have to write him in. You he's have going to. to a new team. And so it's it's you know, it's an expand it's a it's an expanded team uh with a new scenario for him. It, it's it, it, plus he's getting long in the tooth. It's you never know when a driver's gonna win their last race, like they said on the teardown. We just went two years without Kevin Harvick winning. Um I'm just saying, I'm just saying that that's not a stretch of the imagination for me. Um, who would have thought that Ross Chastain would get two wins? I mean, uh, or even, you know, I mean, just point being like, there's just a lot of guys here who have wins that you wouldn't think, you know, yeah, they're, they're definitely going to get one. And now, you know, here we are and you're Ryan, Tru- uh, Ryan Truex, Martin Truex and Ryan Blaney. That's the, um, that's the surprise winner, everyone. Yeah, that's, that's, it's right. That's, that's Ryan Drex music. <laughs> oh, God. Um, so, I mean, but then, like, imagine imagine if you're Martin Truex or Ryan Blaney, you don't win any either of the next two races, and then you got to bet it all on Daytona, along with Bubba Wallace or Eric Amarola or Chris Buescher or Eric Jones or Austin Dillon and all these other guys. It, that race will not be as calm as it was last year because it, <laughs> it was it was calm last year up until the very end. Yes, that will that that will not be the case. This will that this will be get to the absolute front no matter how you possibly can and you stay there yep. no matter how you possibly you can. Yep. Or that, even even guys like Ricky Stenhouse or Michael McDowell. They could do it too. I mean, this just no. That Daytona race is going to be oh, bananas. I can't God, wait. No, who, Brad Keselowski. That he, he's the guy. Yep. After the way he raced in the Daytona 500, just imagine what he's going to before his penalty. Like, yep. that. I mean, oh, I, I would like. They better put an onboard camera on Keselowski's car because I want to watch it the entire time. <laughs> No, it's 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 gonna be really fun, and I can't wait. And I I just I wish we didn't have another Rage, Richmond race to sit through to get to it. So hey, man, you know it 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 could be different. It it's gonna be warmer. It was cool back in the spring. Hey, you, we don't we just we I, don't I, I I hope it is better. I I genuinely hope it is better. Um, I we'll see. Who is who did you pick for your chaos pick? Mine was Eric Almarola, which he's that was just a real chaos pick because i don't i I meant to actually go back and listen to 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 our picks to make sure but i don't remember okay i might have actually written it down hold on vamp vamp quick (laughs) (laughs) this episode of dropping the hammer is brought to you by squarespace do you need a new web design that doesn't look like absolute trash go to squarespace use offer code hammer to get 10 percent off let him know that dropping the hammer time so dropping the hammer podcast that Danny McFadden sent you. I don't see my notebook. No, it's fine. It's, it's fine. It's, so. That was that was that was a good that was a good impromptu commercial. Um, it, it, that that's not far off from your NPR voice, right? I, yeah, yes. Yeah, you just have to be calm and you know whimsical with a little bit of uh, curiosity to it. Understating something that's hor- horrifying. 
<laughs> the president of Sri Lanka was arrested today for horrific war crimes for committing genocide against his people. Anyways, let's talk about NASCAR. Um, I'm joking. Um, what, and, and, uh, and now in stocks. Um, yeah, now, now, now for something completely different. Um, so we've kind of taken the big picture here uh, post-Michigan. I know it's been a while and you've been on the road and you've been traveling. Yeah. What else would you kind of like to dig into here? So, so we, we, we didn't get to talk about Pocono or Indy. And, well, we did get to talk about Indy in person. Uh, yes. <laughs> in your living room. That, ra- that race was good. Well, you know what's, the, why, why do people the majority of the que- like the majority of the questions asked of drivers during the media availabilities over the weekend it felt like it was like 75 percent about what'd you think about that race in, at the end of indy and and like it, it was terrible right you hated it right and yeah drivers didn't like it daniel suarez didn't like it kevin harvick hated it but he hates the track um and, and i was standing there and all these hurdles like talking about like we're at Michigan. Can we ask questions about Michigan? I know. Oh I no, know. Th- there was there was rough racing at the end of a road course race. Right, with, right. With a, with a narrow first turn, when there's two spots left in the playoffs. What are we talking about? I know, I know. And you know what? I wish those drivers could have seen how the fans reacted when I was the, where I was sitting. Like the fans loved it where yeah. I was sitting. There was not a single person sitting around me. And I sat in turn one there at the oval. There's not a single person sitting around me that thought that that was like a bad race. They, they all were cheering whenever there was bumping and beating and bashing. If they were, they, they enjoyed it. It was fun. And like, to your point, it's a road course race with, with narrow turns where only a few playoff spots are left. And Chase, yeah. Elliott, Chase Elliott, I, I, sh- I should upload this to YouTube. It, it, he was asked about it. And he, it, this was kind of also in relation to, to the, the safety of the car in a way, but his, his answer was like, when the fans were asking, when we were asking for a more durable car for more rough housing racing, and it was like, this is what we got. I was like, this man. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's got he's got the personality of a cardboard cutout, but he's <laughs> right. Yeah. And look, I get, I mean, and again, I get where Chase Hill is coming from because he's good at road courses like these sorts of things are just suitable for his driving style kevin harvick um has won what three times on the oval yeah like and kyle bush has won multiple times on the oval the guys who win on the oval want to go back to the oval for obvious reasons um (laughs) the guys who can win on the road course are fine with it staying on the road course like i know that daniel suarez is bummed because of how his race ended but like he ran top five all day until he had some tire issues there I think, he, I think he got uh, a tire cut on that final restart because there was some contact. But like, like, I, I think it's great. It's fun. Like the last, the fact that it's even the fact that Indy even resonates at all is a win for the road course race because when it was on the oval for the last ten years, it's not yeah, resonated. We, we, it, it's we been nothing. Ta- we, yeah, we weren't talking about it a weekend later. No, so, no. The, the, like... the story about the race was the story about the oval was oh, can it be saved? And the story about the road course was man. That was crazy. Do you hate it? <laughs> like, like, I don't know. I, I'm fine with it. And I hope it stays on the road course. I really do. And I know that, and we've discussed this in person. I've even said this on the podcast, you know, the real answer here is 
move the cup cars to IRP, but they've got to, <laughs> they have, they have to build up facilities out there. There's uh, yeah, so desperate. Unfortunately, unfortunately that, yeah, there's, there's no way that's going to happen. No, yeah. Yeah. They have to build a facility. There's no suites there. If there are suites, there, no spot, they're, they're, just, they're just the main, the main argument I, I hear from people is sponsors, sponsors, sponsors don't want to advertise for a car at that track. They want, they want to go to the big track, which that makes sense. I get it. It does. It absolutely does. And you know what? If you're NASCAR, would you rather get 60,000 at the Speedway, which wasn't the attendance that was announced? Or would you sell out, a, rather sell out a 30,000 seat venue, which is what IRP is. And they've they've taken it, when I went to the truck race on Friday, they took out a lot of seats. Yeah. They've taken out a lot of seats and they pretty pretty much made like some uh, general admission, like grass seating in the, mm. in, the tur- in the turns over there, but they've taken out a lot of seating. Um, and it well, was fine. It was fine for the truck race, but it's just, it was just obvious. Like, Oh, there's no way this could be a cup series race. Well, without when serious, you're big, when, you're big, when your big ticket items get taken away, there's no point. You, you have to take out those stands. Yeah. Like, yeah, and, hey, yeah. Now they're back. So yeah. Um, yeah. It could possibly happen, but like, it's a long, long way down the road before we get there. And in, in the meantime, I'm more than happy for it to stay on the road course because that was going into that race. I was thinking, you know, the first year everybody wanted to talk about turn six and how much of a chaos it was and how much uh devastation it caused and i thought without that maybe there it wouldn't be as compelling and i was completely wrong because turn one was great <laughs> like there there was there was all kinds of uh passing and bumping and beating and banging and there was lots of accidents on the on the on that on the course um and in the indycar race you never see accidents on that it's almost always green flag <laughs> it's almost always green flag to green flag on that course but you know excuse me it was really fun i enjoyed it i think it's great um and also uh shout out to tyler reddick uh uh not tyler reddick, i'm sorry austin Dillon for bringing out a caution while uh tyler reddick was in the lead good teammate anyways no um i i, I tease but also but so, how- so like so so you, as our indianapolis correspondent like give, give us the the the, the what was the at track mm. experience like for irp what was that what was that like after 10 years away for nascar it was it was really cool it was really cool. Um, it was a sold out crowd. That was my first time being back there since the last truck race I went to. And that was like, Oh, four Oh five. I think it was Denny Hamlin's first truck race. Either no, way. They raced there up until the same year that Xfinity left 11 or okay. 10. I hadn't, I, well, I, had, I right? hadn't been, to, I hadn't, I hadn't been to any of those races since that time. So like 2004 uh, is the last time. Oh, I okay. So I was at the, the last Xfinity race there. So I wish I wish Xfinity had raced there too, but man, the road course, the road course racing has been okay. But I, I think this year's race was just the AJ Allmendinger show. I'm, I'm willing to give it another try. <laughs> well, um, I, the truck race, I watched it at a bar watching with a friend on a TV with no sound. So I was just get, getting the visual picture. I was like, this race looks amazing. It was, yeah, it was great. It was great. Sold like, out. Lots of people on uh, general mission lawn seating. The racing was really good. It was really fun to see. Um, and it just, I just, it would just, it just bummed me out that they even went away in the first place. Cause it just felt, it was like hand in glove, truck series playoff race under the lights at IRP in front of an enthusiastic sold out crowd. Yeah, that was fun. I, I would gladly go back and do that again next year. So. If, if I, yeah, if NASCAR takes that race off the schedule again, for whatever reason, that's just insane. Yeah, and absolutely and, insane. And even all the even all the drivers were glad to be back too. You could tell that all the teams and drivers were enthusiastic to be there because again, like that was a huge like truck races hardly ever get a sellout crowd. And like it was sold out. 
like it was packed like even for the arca race people showed up a lot of people showed up early for the arca race uh which was a snooze fest uh but like well, people, it, well it is arca <laughs> well, pe- well people people I'm, my, that's just my point though like people were that excited yeah for, yeah for 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 nascar series racing to be back there um that you know even arca had a damn near sellout crowd uh it was it was really fun um and if you're back in town next year highly 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 encourage you to try and make it to the truck I, wa- I, I wanted to but i didn't i didn't i didn't get a credential but then i also wanted to go see my friend who hadn't seen and nah, since we I, were we were in school so i get it no i totally so. get it but uh, we'll we'll do it so again we, next year. We got six people watching, or I think five, including it's five <laughs> counting me. So hi, if, hi mom. Of the five <laughs> people in here, say say something in the chat. What what do you guys uh? What do you guys think about NASCAR this weekend at Michigan? Anyone? anyone well, well there's, they, a, there's a delay so well while they while while we get some answers or questions uh do we want to do our rotten tomatoes gluck poll all right okay Rot, our, our our rotten gluck tomatoes poll <laughs> okay uh let me, let me bring up uh, that's a that's a that's a working title we don't have to keep it like that so <laughs> rotten gluck tomatoes <laughs> I was I, I was gonna try and go to the tweet up uh, on at the road course race, but I didn't get a chance to. But uh, hopefully, I get a chance to meet Mister Gluck in person someday. All right, so it's time for our next round of the Jeff Gluck Good Race Poll versus Rotten Tomatoes. And for anyone not familiar with it, uh, we take the score of the weekly Good Race Poll that that, that the Athletics uh, Jeff Gluck puts out. On Twitter, though now it's for, via Google, via Twitter or whatever, however. And then we take that score and we, me and John, each pick a movie and take, we have to guess, we make each other guess what that, what the Rotten Tomatoes score is compared to the Good Race poll score and we have to guess which is higher or lower. Um, and so this week on the Good Race poll, it was 90.7%, uh, making it the 23rd member of the 90% club. It's the best Michigan race out of 12 in the poll. The previous best was the 2020 Saturday race, which got 773 um, It is the fifth race of 2022 to hit 90%, which is a new record for any year in the poll. And all are on 1.5 two-mile races, <laughs> which is just... <laughs> mind-boggling that's that that's the case but that's what are you going to do uh in the year of next gen and at and the michigan score is the number two race behind fontana which i wouldn't and he, he posted a, a screenshot or whatever of the score so far this year in the top five or 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 auto club michigan charlotte las vegas and kansas and then hmm. Daytona's uh, six, and then Talladega seven, Darlington eight, and Coda nine, and the Clash is number ten. Um, so I would put, I definitely, I would put Charlotte above Michigan, Kansas above Michigan, and Darlington. I'd put Daytona above Michigan, above Michigan. too, yeah. and and Talladega. So. Well, yeah, I mean, I mean, I still think Michigan was a good race. I just think those races were better. So, so anyway, I have picked 
my we have picked our movies that we are going to pit against each other, Mister Mister Lawfulness. Yes. So, all right, who wants to, do you want? Do you want to go first? Uh, I will let you go first because you maybe we. I have a feeling we might have picked the same movie, so I, I need to be. <laughs> and you chose your movie first, so I'll let you get first dig. So, what was your? Give me. All right. Give me, give me your best shot. So this this race was in the state of Michigan. Yes. Uh, which is the home of Ford. And d- during this trip, I went to the Henry Ford Museum. Uh, I got to see what, there, there's a lot of really cool things at the Ford Museum, including the Rosa Parks bus that uh, she refused to give up her seat on down in uh, Alabama, which helped, you know, spark the civil rights movement. I got to sit in her seat, man. I got to sit in the Rosa Parks seat. That's cool. They also have Simon Paginow's uh, Indy 500 winning car there. Nice. So oh. I was not I was not expecting to see that since that's a Chevy car. Uh, um, I'd love to. I would love to own that, man. Where, where are you going? You going to put it down in the basement? Like just kind of like. Yeah, yeah. No, no. Just keep. I'll just keep it out in my garage. I'll just. Put, I'll. I'll park my Honda Civic hatchback on the street, and I'll keep my twenty. <laughs> I'll keep my twenty nineteen Indy car winner in the garage next to my you, bush you, next you, to, next to my take, bush you, light like, fridge you, you take a lawn chair you sit in the driveway open up your garage door and it's like just watch people like drive by and go what the it's like yeah yeah that sounds great yeah 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 that's right Simon yeah that's right. yeah if i win the 500 winner yeah <laughs> if i win the if i win the powerball i'll call it mr penske and cut him a blank check like hey how much for the 2019 pagina winning car anyways uh so yes, what what movie did you pick? All right, so since this is Michigan, home of Ford, I, I picked a re- somewhat recent uh, movie starring uh, Mr. Matt Damon and uh, <laughs> Mr. Christian Bale. It's a racing movie. Uh, go, goes uh, by the, the the name of Ford versus Ferrari. You want to beat a Ford with a, you want to beat a Ferrari with a Ford. Ah, uh, so good. Movie rules. Um <coughs> actually tying back to the 2019 Indy 500, both Matt Damon and Christian Bale waved the green flag that year. Um and they had just started promoting Ford uh Ford versus Ferrari. And I didn't know anything about that movie other than it was going to be a racing movie and it had Batman and Matt Damon. And I was in, I didn't even see a trailer. I was like, <laughs> I was in, I was like, this movie is going to rule. Uh, and I didn't, I, I wasn't disappointed. That was probably my second favorite movie. I don't know. That's probably my favorite movie of 2019. Like that it was, movie. It, it, it was, it was good. It was like, it was good. Like though movie, they, though they tried to swap out. Um, Daytona for Fontana. Which I get it. Hollywood's in California. <laughs> but I just looked at that. I was like, oh, come on, guys. Yeah. Daytona didn't have lights in 1960, whatever. Yeah. You know, it's it's fine. That's that's my one little pit, nitpicky thing. But that's like a that's like a like diehard racing like fan thing, which I get. But um, no, I genuinely love that movie. I've seen it a million times. I have the soundtrack on vinyl. Everything on fun. Uh um Ford versus Ferrari in 1917 were my two favorite movies of 2019. And I it has to be 91. 91%. Oh, it's higher. Yeah. Final answer? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That movie, yeah. Yeah, that movie's better than 91%. Uh 
Ford versus Ferrari has a 92%. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. Um, great. That makes me happy. I'm going to update. I'm going to, I'm going to update this right now. Uh, Ford versus Ferrari. And it was a uh, 92. Cool. So that puts us tied all time three to three. So I could take the lead here. All right. Well, actually, no, we're tied. The best I can do is tie. So if you don't get this, we stay tied and I can get try and take the lead next week. Okay. Well, <laughs> you know how uh, uh, Kevin Harvick used to be a wrestler in high yep. school? He's kind of a scrappy guy. You don't want to mess with him, you know? I, go, mm. I, I guess what I'm trying to say is that he's a bad mother. Shut your mouth. Um, there's another gentleman uh, that had... Uh, a film come out in the 1970s who was also a bad mother shut your mouth uh and his name was shaft <laughs> and he had a movie by the same name as shaft um and i believe the actor who played him was richard, from richard roundtree yeah i believe he's from michigan was he not let i'm gonna look it up real quick <laughs> <laughs> he was from no, nowhere close. He's from New York. <laughs> so, um, but yes, is was the Michigan good race poll higher or lower than the original Shaft movie? The original, the original Shaft from 1971 starring <laughs> Bad Mother, shut your mouth. Good race poll is higher. Is that your final answer? Yes. Shaft was a bad mother. Shut your mouth. Everyone loves a bad mother. Shut your mouth. Well, <laughs> <laughs> correct. Yes, the Michigan race was higher. Uh, Shaft has an eighty-seven percent. Really? Yeah. Okay. Oh, oh yeah. No, the first Shaft is cool, man. I, I watched. I, I watched the the remake with Samuel Jackson and Christian Bale. He's in, in the uh, remake. Yeah. Came out in 2000, 2000? Okay, that one. I, I was thinking about the one they had a couple years ago that had Well, Samuel, Samuel Jackson, Jackson was in that too. And he Richard, Re- that yeah, and also had Richard Roundtree and somebody else. I'm like, it looked terrible. I never saw it, but I didn't know Christian Bale was in the remake from the. Yeah, he's the, the bad guy. He's, he's the main. <laughs> yes. Oh, this, well. was, this was just a couple of years before American Psycho. So I guess this ties everything together with Christian Bale. So you are ahead four to three. Oh. We're, I'd we're just like up. to thank my sponsors, uh, <laughs> Sweethearts, <laughs> and uh, Chuck Klosterman's The 90s. <laughs> I also want to give a shout out to uh, uh, the people that made this bathrobe that I'm wearing. I don't know who it is. Probably some sweatshop worker in a faraway third world country. Got paid like two cents. Thank you for your services. Um, truly could not be here without you. Um, Anything else? I feel like we've kind of touched all the bases here. Oh, we got we got two we got two comments in the sure. comments uh, from Mindstorm Ten, who's also named Adam, who apparently I sat with at the at the, the Southern Five Hundred a few years ago. Um, he, he said Michigan for me had an old school feel. Kind of curious how would it would have raced without the resin, Mojo Juice, whatever you want to call it. Um, mojo juice i don't know i've I've never heard it called that before um but um yeah i'm curious too um 
I don't know. I really don't know. Um, yeah, it's one of those things where the race on Sunday was so entertaining. It's just one of those things I didn't necessarily give a thought to. Like, like, uh, like, 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 like the traction compound is only ever really thought about, like, like if the racing's bad. And no one's talked about it since Sunday. So yeah. um, it hasn't been a topic of conversation. So um, I don't, I, it, it wasn't, I mean, it's a good, it's a it good wasn't, question. It's a, it wasn't glaring. Yeah, we weren't, ta- we weren't talking about it during the race or after. Yeah, so it's something to ponder for sure. But I mean, with the way with the racing as good as it was, it, 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 the track surface seems fine. Yeah. So, and the the other comment was from Humper Dink. Fang Bonner. It's it's my mom's burner account. Okay, <laughs> I'll, I'll tell it. I'll tell her to change it. They, they said I'm just glad Bubba Wallace did well. So yep, same. And you know, I picked him. For, he was my spoiler. He was my chaos pick for uh, Daytona. And if he keeps running as well as he has, and you know, obviously Daytona is a crapshoot at, at all times, really. But um, he 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 runs well there, and it's it's good to see him. Yes, running well and. And, and being up there, especially given the way the season's gone, they came. This season was supposed to be the real sort of breakout twenty three eleven season, and just has not gone that way. So it's really well, cool to see mean, this, this this last month. Kurt Kurt Busch got his win, uh, right? Bub- Bubba Wallace is on the best streak of his career right now. So I mean, it's... right? But just they just had a lot of growing pains yeah. that really sidetracked the first part of their season. And Bubba had some on track issues that weren't necessarily his fault. He could be in involved with someone else's wreck to the right right yeah. place, wrong time, wrong place, wrong time. So, but no, yeah. yes, yes, good to see him doing well. So, so we're going back to Richmond. Um, it's the second race of the year that we're going to a repeat track. The first was Atlanta. Uh, and last the, the, the spring Richmond race was very very old school, not a lot of cautions. The race ended on a huge green flag run that uh, everyone kind of slept on Denny Hamlin and Kevin Harvick because it wasn't really telegraphed well via the broadcast that due to pit strategy and stuff that uh, Hamlin and Kevin Harvick were just barreling through the field and like with like I guess what ten laps to go it's like oh wait. Here comes Hamlin. And then <laughs> with a few laps to go, Hamlin gets by William Byron and then Kevin Harvick does too. And Hamlin gets his first one of the year. Um, so that w- was in the early spring, cooler temperatures. It's going to be, should be warm this weekend. Um, so hopefully that will produce a good, good race, memorable race. Um, so who, who is your pick? For uh, Richmond, Mr. John. Uh, my chaos pick was Eric Almarola. My actual pick. Um, I'm going to go Truex. Okay, Truex. I'm going to go... Uh, I'm going to go Harvick. I'm going to go Harvick back-to-back. Back-to-back? Okay. Um, I really hope uh, that this is the last uh, time we see Richmond on the schedule twice. Yeah. Yeah, unless they just they, they need to do something to the track. They need to redo it or something. I don't or know. something. Yeah, do something with it. But like this track does not merit. If Michigan and Pocono don't merit two races, then Richmond sure as hell does not merit two races. Um, I really hope NASCAR gets one. The, 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 the only argument against that, we'll say, 
Well, fans are clamoring for more short tracks. You're going to take a short track off? Yeah. I mean, I'd rather I'd rather have a good race somewhere else than have another. Like, don't go to a short track for the sake of going to short track, even if yeah. it's just a short track. Yeah. Well, so. AJ Allender made that same argument about going back to the Oval. If we're just going to go back to the Oval, the Indianapolis Oval, just for the sake of tradition, you know, you know, I was there in 2018, and the, the it was pitiful. It was sad what the stands looked like. Yeah. Um, and the, the Richmond stands aren't great so at all so if, if richmond were to lose a second race like what would they replace it with i don't know um because we know that road america got replaced by chicago so what would be what would be the stand what, what um, would be the stand-in do you give bristol three races have the dirt track and then no, uh, night right no, now no i mean no. I, I, i'm being facetious i know you don't but like homestead do you, um, I mean, do, do you is, I know North Wilkesboro is open again, but like, do you go back no, there it, already? It, it, is like, no, you you don't go to the already. That that that's the project that they have. To yeah, like, that's that's not happening for yeah a while. Like, I'm just I'm just throw, I'm just throwing it stuff against the wall. Like, I just I don't know I don't where know. They, I don't um, know where they would go. Unless you want to give a second race back to Michigan or Fontana, but like, I don't think that's a good idea either. Now the stand like. It, the stands were not packed at Michigan. No, they were It might have had the best attendance in six years, but it was not full by any measure. Um, so or how about know. this? Or how about this? Just building another week off. But that takes away money from NASCAR. I know. Down. I know. I know. Um, so someone, someone's got to look out for the Roger Penske's and the Rick Hendricks and the Michael Jordans of the world, because Lord knows with all this inflation and these high gas prices, they are hurting. I know all those billions and billions instead of having a, <laughs> instead of having a, instead of having a, an eight car garage, they'll have to have a seven car garage. I, it's hard can't times. Have, can't have that. Can't have nope. that. No, nope, because <laughs> Then our whole society collapses. Um, yeah, I think I've said my piece. All right. I, I, I agree with you basically on, on Richmond. I hope it's a good race. Wait and see. But I hope this All is right. the last. I hope this is the last time yeah. I have to talk about this track twice in one year. <laughs> Which is just astounding to me because just twenty years ago it was, it was yeah the top tier same highlight of the season. It yeah, just, times change, cars change. Audience attitudes change, racing yep. changes, and, yep. and that's okay. So that's okay. So okay anyway, for, that, I think okay. that will do it for us. Uh, I'm Dale McFadden. You can find my writing at frenchrich.com, speedsport.com. I'll have a, this podcast will be attached to my column for this week at frenchrich.com uh, on Kevin Harvick and him uh, ending his winning streak and how he. His his winless streak. Ending it, ending his win, winless streak. Uh, he commented about you know, sure sure you know, uh, I went sixty five races without a win. I was in danger of missing the playoffs, but none of this compares to when I had to take over for Dale Earnhardt back in two thousand one. Like that, nothing that, compares. That, that nothing will ever compare to that. So this, yeah, this is easy. This is yeah, easy. That's fair. So. That's, that's a completely valid point. Um, I also will plug uh, shamelessly for you as well. I will say that I really enjoyed uh, the piece you wrote on Bubba Wallace after Michigan. So if you haven't done that, please uh, do yeah. Daniel Asal and check that out too, because I thought yeah, it was I, I very wrote, good. Yeah, I wrote about what the immediate aftermath was of uh, 
Bubba Wallace's second place finish uh, at Michigan. So uh, please check that out. Check out everything I read at Front Stretch. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Fadden. Subscribe on YouTube. YouTube.com slash Fadden. I currently have a video up that cracked uh, 103,000 views today. <laughs> it's a video of Denny Hamlin uh, watching Bubba Wallace's poll run Saturday and his reaction to it. Uh, I was just sitting in the media center, minding my own business, just kind of waiting, both both watching qualifying and like doing media availability. And then I just looked over to my right, and there's Denny Hamlin just sitting down, watching, uh, getting ready to watch his driver go on his qualifying run because he had a shot at it. He had a shot at the pole, and so I just like got my phone out, just started recording him, and uh, Bubba Wallace crosses the line, and Denny Hamlin goes, "Damn." And then, then he looks looks to his right at the at the scoring monitor and goes, "Holy shit!" Because <laughs> Bubba got the pole, but got it convincingly. Yes, his it, it, it was at like one hundred ninety point seven miles per hour. He was the only driver uh, to to crack one hundred ninety. Um, so he yeah, it was on that that the Mickey D's car was on rails. Uh, even though he didn't win, I still went out and got a twenty piece nugget and fries after the race on Sunday. Oh, uh, you're a twenty piece guy, right? <laughs> hey, man, I had a very I had a very light lunch that day. Uh, so <laughs> yeah, don't 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 nugget shame me, bro. Don't kink shame me. I only um, get only I get ten. All right, ten's my number. Though. I mean, I normally will go for 10, but you know what? Bubba was in a Bubba was in a sad mood and I wanted to do what I can to, you know, help Bubba's psyche. And by doing that, I just ate 10 more nuggets. I'm sure Bubba really appreciated that. So that, that, um, that'll be that'll be the title of this episode. Don't nugget shame me. <laughs> don't nugget shame me. All right, man. I appreciate it. But anyway, all right. So where, where, where can I find you, John? Uh, I'm on Twitter at John Lafollet, and I'm on uh, Instagram at John Lafollet. So, and uh, the news that I've been sharing on my socials is today I got to make it official that I accepted uh, my first ever attorney gig. So, that'll be fun. We we do not endorse any law advice given on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> hey, no, I'm not. I won't give you advice. Uh, but no, I'll be a. Uh, uh, public defender for the state of indiana doing post-conviction relief so helping out helping out those behind bars who are looking to still exercise the rights that they have under the constitution so looking forward to it very 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 worthwhile uh job yep. but anyway this this has been dropping the hammer with dalen fadden i'm dalen fadden thank you again john for joining me uh and we'll hopefully be back next week after richmond going into watkins Glen. so please like and subscribe on on your favorite platform and tell your friends about us as we gear up for the playoff run and uh hopefully uh we're in for some ex more excitement so i'm dale fadden this has been dropping the hammer everyone have a great week but what would kyle petty think <laughs>